G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I climbed to the top of the pyramid as a CEO. I was 35 at the time and then tipped off the top of the pyramid like everybody else in the late 90s with the Asian financial crisis. So from there I went back to Australia and then climbed my way back up and where I ended up in Dubai. From Dubai I was then offered a CEO role back in Singapore 10 years later, which I did. And then the global financial crisis came. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we have part three of our three-part conversation with Phil Fusco, who's been sharing with us his eventful life journey. Last time, we heard how he became the manager for one of Australia's most successful Christian singers when he was only in his 20s. Then we heard how he helped create Australia's branch of the International Christian Chamber of Commerce, otherwise known as the ICCC. Today, we'll hear how he becomes an international jet-setting business executive living in Asia, before eventually coming back to Australia and working at a nationwide Christian media ministry. All that and more is coming up today as Phil Fusco's conversation with Eric Scadabo continues. So basically the decision was full-time ministry or being a light in the darkness of the secular marketplace, so to speak. Yeah, well, I felt we're meant to be in the world okay. to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a Christian has to hold the line. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and I see it very much in that old school crusader sort of position that we're fighting the good fight mm-hmm. and one doesn't have to be overtly preaching on the street corners, which is the normal expression in my upbringing of the evangelical side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I saw it more about being a Joseph. And again, this is the message of the International Christian Chamber of Commerce, ICCC. Mm-hmm. It's all about being a Joseph or a Daniel. You're basically, the Lord places you in positions to have an, an effect, if you wish. You are a, a channel of provision. Mm. And if you look at the greats of Bible history, whether it's the Josephs or the Daniels or whether it's the Moses of the world, what have you, they all go through this valley experience, whether mm. it's you know Moses in the wilderness for 20 years or Joseph uh, in prison for 13, um, Daniel in slavery, you know, and there's many others as well. This is what God does to prepare people mm-hmm. before he can actually work through them, if you wish. Mm-hmm. So I began to develop a couple of streams of, of convictions, and that was that a Christian's a bit like being a soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, when God gives you your marching orders, it's often for me to question that, whether it's help the youth group or manage Steve Grace or set up ICCC or, or do something else. It's like God's given me my orders, and either I'm in the purposes of God or I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, because it says that, you know, you pray, you put your things before the Lord and, and according to his will. And so we need to. We can't shove our circle peg into God's square will. We have to actually discern and understand what God's will is, and then we have to mold, adapt to that. And that's the, the act of humility. Mm-hmm. But God, he wants to use our gifts and talents. He just has to know that our motive is right yeah, and that we're relying on him, not ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we do everything in our own strength, we can't allow God to be God. Mm, right. God, God right. is so much more powerful than we are, and so he wants people to walk by faith, looking to him daily, even if you are um, 
the Prime Minister of Egypt, mm. if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And so the Valley experience prepares for that. So with ICCC, this is what happens. So I go to Asia. So I felt like the Lord was honoring me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been trying to be a good steward. I've mm-hmm. got to make a living as well. Next minute, I'm doing normal marketing things in Australia, doing advertising campaigns. And mm-hmm. I had Ansfar Insurance as one of my clients in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a wonderful advertising campaign, which doubled their policy sales. Mm-hmm. And so I began to develop a reputation as a good marketing person. Mm-hmm. But then I felt led to go to Asia. I suppose my ambition was kicking in and I could see a way forward. And uh, so I then crossed over from the agency services side to the client side. I know I was employed inside an, a company head of marketing. I was mm-hmm. senior vice president of mm-hmm. marketing and uh, handling hotels and resorts. Basically, I had to learn the game mm. of large-scale hotels and integrated residential developments right across Asia. Huge, huge step for a young yeah, guy from yeah. Australia. <laughs> Is this where we kind of get to the jet-setting international executive yeah. part of your story? Yep. Yep, it is. This is where I am now. So this is my first foray into international business. Mm. I first went there to go to be based in Jakarta in Indonesia. Mm. And the company that was managing the project was Singapore-based. Well, they said to me, Phil, why don't you come up to Singapore to look at our operations as well while you're up here? So I flew into Jakarta one day. That was a big enough step of into the unknown. Never yeah, been there before. Yeah, right. And then the next day I'm in Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, Phil, we'd like to offer you to work for us out of Singapore, not just handling the Jakarta project, but to handle all our projects, including the Philippines and Malaysia. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, this sounds good. So I went to Brian Rule and said, Brian, um, what do you think? And he said, no, nah, Phil, he says, that's perfectly all right with me because Brian was CEO for the Indonesian operations mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, no, you'll be handling my project anyway as the marketing advisor, project manager, you know what I mean? So that's fine. And you just go where where it's been led. It sounds like a great opportunity. So, and I, that was my first. Let Brian just release me that that he was comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And so then we, um, I was in Singapore, and so I spent the next five years in Singapore, um, mastered the art. Took about six six months before I mastered international property development mm-hmm. uh, and project marketing. Um, I became known as the guru in my space. I developed the science of development marketing, how to package up a destination, Hmm. how to brand it, how to position it, uh, how to build sales teams, how to build call centers and, you know, uh, display centers. And it was quite large stuff. Um, We had multi-million dollar marketing budgets. It was a whole big step. And I must admit, I had headaches in the first six months. It was a real step of faith for me Hmm. Um, on my own, not married. Like I just literally, you know, but you just walk close to God. But in that time, I knew that I wanted to set up the ICCC chapter in Singapore. Now, they already had a chapter there, and it had fallen over, let's just say, probably by mismanagement. And you, you learn when you walk in Christian circles that, are, that walk close to business that sometimes it's like Icarus getting close to the sun. People get burnt because sometimes their spiritual you know, enthusiasm gets misguided. Mm. Um, some people come to... Christian business marketplace areas thinking, how's it going to bless my business? When really it's a case of, if you have a gift in this area, the fruits will be there already. And the question is, are you serving God with your fruits, Mm. your first fruits Mm -hmm. in that sort of sense? So, And this is part of the Valley experience. So when people come to ICCC, they come for different reasons. And there's a lot of good people in in the organizations now into about 180 countries around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I saw my role was to try to help. So I just stood down as the Australian director for ICCC. I'm in Singapore doing this new business, you know, this whole new career move. Mm -hmm. And now I felt this burden, this 
burden to help ICCC in Singapore. Mm. Literally, I was in tears. So mm. I'd be flying in from a country. I'm in a different country every day. You can imagine the pace wow. I was doing. I was a plane six times a week. Wow. You were a jet setter. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So that's, But that's normal in Asia. Australians don't understand. Uh, Asians, this is normal. They, Asians fly to a country like we're taking a taxi downtown. Mm. But uh, so here I am, this burning. So I'm, literally, I got back from Indonesia. I'm sitting on my bed at midnight, which normally I got home that, about that time, and I'm in tears, and I, don't, I couldn't understand why. Like, I'm, I'm just weeping with this wow. burden of what am yeah. I going to do with ICCC. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm in the office, and my secretary says to me, a lovely girl, and she says to me, who was studying marketing, and all the staff that worked for me, I mentored them through their marketing courses and gave them promotions to steer them in their careers my whole life mm-hmm. through every country mm-hmm. and to this day i'm still connected with everyone mm-hmm. on linkedin and things like that yeah. and just how you're going yeah. where you're at sort of stuff um anyway so she says to me um i've got this phone call from a guy called wilson chia in singapore and he works for hotels properties limited hpl and he'd like to meet with you he read an article and so i wrote this published an article in the singapore marketing association they had this magazine and they published an article on loyalty marketing. And Wilson read this article. And um, because I was on the board of the AMI in Australia, the Singapore chapter wanted me there as a guest speaker. So I was speaking there and I wrote this article for them. Anyway, so Wilson read this article. And so he reaches out to me through the Singapore Marketing Institute, if you wish, hmm. finds me at Daedalus, the company I was working for. And I said to my secretary, oh, look, I'm too busy. I can't. I don't know who this guy is, but I can't. I don't have time to meet him because I was really busy. And then again, my, I had a check in my heart. I thought, oh, maybe this is wrong. Maybe I should meet this guy. If, mm. if this article has helped him, maybe he, you know, mm. I need to yeah. you know, be available. So I said, Karen, I said, okay, look, Karen, look, why don't you arrange a lunchtime? I've got to stop for lunch. Why don't you arrange we'll catch up for lunch? So we did that. So I met this guy for lunch. Well, Wilson was a director of HPL. I had no idea who he was. Oh, wow. And um, a very established Singapore businessman and uh, with a lot of responsibility and authority. Mm-hmm. And so we meet for lunch, these two strangers, and uh, we're sitting at lunch. Within five minutes of sitting down, we both discovered we were Christians. It just came out oh, really wow. early. Wow. And I knew there and then, and you can imagine my antennas are going, you know, ding, ding, ding. I knew that the Lord had brought Wilson to me and mm-hmm. that Wilson was the very vehicle that we were looking for. We were looking for a Singaporean to be the president of Singapore to, you know, minister to Singaporean business yeah, people, yeah. understand local culture and stuff mm-hmm. with the calling and mission of ICCC. Mm-hmm. So as I'm talking to Wilson about marketing things and we're just touching on church life, where do you go to church, da, 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 my brain's saying, how do I close the deal? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so my business mind's thinking, how do I close the deal? How do I get Wilson to buy into the ICCC? Yeah. And so I start hearing the words of Jesus in uh, my mind when he said to his disciples, follow me. Mm. And so I'm thinking, follow me. That was such a classic line, you know what I mean? And I said to Wilson, Wilson, and I just shared the whole calling of ICCC. And I said, Wilson, I'd like you to walk with me on Mm -hmm. this journey. Mm -hmm. Would you do that? And he went into tears. He just said, Phil, I have, as a businessman and as a Christian, I've been looking for a place to serve with my abilities. Wow. And this really resonates with me. This, I believe, is what I'm meant to do. And so you can sort of see what I'm saying. The funniest things just unfold. Um, you could never have planned that. You could never have mm, planned it. Yeah. And yet it just came. And so Wilson did. And so he just, he knew every pastor, every church in Singapore. Wow. 
he was using his venues to host the functions um, and basically raised up a complete movement in Singapore. And so this is an interesting how it went. So I then, the international board then brought me on to the international advisory board for ICCC to basically devise a strategy to raise up presidents in every country around the world. So now I'm sitting with four guys from different countries, America, Germany, Mm. Sweden, um, England, and this guy from Australia. (laughs) Was that five? Um, and, And so you can see how the Lord sort of leads you along the path. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is once again chatting with Phil Fusco, who's sharing his international life journey. Phil calls the overall theme of his life a marketplace, walk of faith, service and discovery, as he has been led by the Lord to shine his light in many different areas. Next, we'll hear more of Phil's story, including how the Lord leads him to serve at a nationwide media ministry. All that and more is coming up when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're back with more of Eric Scadabo chatting with Phil Fusco, who's sharing his adventurous life journey. We'll pick up the story as Phil's working as a business executive in Asia while striving to maintain his Christian witness. In the business world, because I had my Christian principles, in Asia, it's not uncommon that there's a lot of bribery that goes on or what they call passing the envelope. Mm. And because it goes against my values and principles, doing a deal for a, a very large... Um, resort development in Indonesia, it came to that moment where we had to sort of close the deal by passing an envelope. And I couldn't do that. It went yeah. against my grain because I'm a yeah. little bit righteous, if you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's when you're, when you're born again and you allow the spirit to renew your mind, which is what should take place as mm-hmm. a Christian, you should think and operate slightly different. And anything outside of that jars with you. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be mindful of the renewing of our mind mm-hmm. that we actually do think and approach things differently. In other words, it, it empowers you to manage temptation differently. Mm. And the scripture says that sin takes place first in your mind. You think about it before you act on it. So you have a more than enough time to see the see what's coming and to put it into its place. Mm-hmm. And so I could see what was happening. And so I went to my boss and I said, look, this is where it's at right now. Um, I'm not comfortable doing this, but it's not for me as a servant. I saw myself as an employee, as a, as a slave, as a servant. That's how I sort of saw it. And our job is to serve our master as best we can. And that's how I approach being an employee. I'm here to serve my bosses. Mm. And so I said to him, it's my job to make you successful. And this deal's for the taking, but I can't do what has to be done to make it happen. It's it's on your shoulders as the owner of the business to make a decision. Mm. I'm here to serve you. Mm -hmm. But I said, I would like you to come to the next meeting and you decide what you want to do. Mm. And so- my boss came, had a different value system and didn't mind doing it. And basically he did the deal. So we won the deal without me losing my integrity. And as a result, they then, because they trusted me with how I handled this diplomatic situation, basically then spun out the marketing department into a new company and made me the CEO of a new marketing company Oh wow! with my own team. And so that's, again, is another example of if you live by your principles humbly mm-hmm. and you're transparent, that the Lord can take a negative and actually turn it around into a, a positive. Hmm. 
And then the, that came to the end of the 1990s and the Asian financial crisis came and uh, basically everything stopped. And I climbed to the top of the pyramid as a CEO. I was 35 at the time mm. and then tipped off the top of the pyramid like everybody else in the late 90s with the Asian financial crisis. Wow, you kind of went from hero to zero, just like that? I did that, yep, and, uh, and did it again over the next 10 years. So from there, I went back to Australia and then climbed my way back up and where I ended up in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then from Dubai, I was then offered a CEO role back in Singapore 10 years later, which I did, and uh, living in a two-story penthouse on Orchard Road and uh, in a service department there. And then the global financial crisis came. And again, the whole thing happened again 10 years later. Wow. Um, and that brought me back to Australia a second time. Again, nipped off. Yeah. It happened twice. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of been around the circles and seen it. But then that sort of brings me to the, the fourth turning point when I came back to Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fourth turning point is when coming back to Australia, I always then went back to my, my early thoughts about politics and basically being a minister in the community, serving the community, not in the Christian community, mm-hmm. but the world community as mm-hmm. a light and soul. And so going back, I went through this sort of wilderness experience again, trying to reestablish self back in Australia, been away for so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing led to another. I was... Um, introduced to the Australian Christian Lobby, and they were having what was they called their um, Lachlan Macquarie internship. Mm-hmm. And I was their first round of interns through that. Mm-hmm. I'd been a member of the Liberal Party in, in Australia for about 30 years now, mm-hmm. and I uh, joined when I was in my 20s, again, part of my broader thing about being in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, one thing led to another. Um, I'd gone for pre-selection uh, four times, and finally, on the third time, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, every time I was kicked off my perch in business overseas. I'd come back and go try to get into politics, thinking that I had something to offer. Mm -hmm. I'm not really big into young people going into politics early. I think people need to prove themselves in life Mm -hmm. and then you bring that worldly experience in to serve the community, Mm -hmm. um, drawing upon your gifts and your talents uh, from a a wise point of view because most people in politics don't have the wisdom to discern. Mm -hmm. They don't have the knowledge Mm -hmm. or the training to actually discern their advisors. Yeah. So how did that go? Well, I finally got endorsed. So I was the candidate for the federal seat of McEwen, and that was when Scott Morrison won the federal election. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't win the seat. It was a safe Labor seat at the time, but we were the one of only two seats in Victoria that had a swing to us, and mm-hmm. that was one of them was mine. So the party said, look, would you go again in three years? And so I said, I'd be happy to, because I felt that was a calling into the marketplace mm-hmm. to serve. I felt that was where the accumulation of my writing, my speaking, uh, my worldly experience and, and gifts of wisdom, I suppose, came together mm-hmm. and uh, where I felt comfortable. But then three years later, when it came to pre-selection, that was the fourth time, um, all those that wanted me to do it then backstabbed me. They, for some reason, backed a newcomer. Oh, so basically it was politics. You weren't picked because of personal politics. Could you say that? Yeah, basically the factions want to have their own man that yeah. they feel they can control. Mm. And uh, I was pretty much a mature person that had his own, you know, convictions Hmm. so i didn't get the backing and it was a shame um when i did the pre-selection and i gave the speech the president said it was probably the best speech they've ever heard and uh it it was important to me i knew the wind was against me but i had to run the race as best i could and so i gave it all it's important to me that i know that i've done the best i can whether you win or Hmm. lose is not important it's how you how you run the race and so when that door closed i was a little bit confused because i thought it was the accumulation of where my life's yeah. journey was going to go. Yeah, so you thought everything was leading up to that, and then boom, it doesn't happen. And then the door closed, Yeah, and I was in 
senior positions in the Liberal Party on policy level and what have you. I was chairman of their media and communications committee, standing committee, and devised a marketing plan to help the party. So once again, you're at a crossroads. So I'm at a crossroads. So the door closed for politics, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, Lord, what am I to do here? Um, I felt like it was a kick in the stomach. It really, I was carrying the pain. I could feel it. Mm. And uh, and so I said, well, I've got responsibility. I've just cast the net and see what happens. So I went and put my CV out there. Mm. And uh, there was a position with a national media group mm-hmm. um, looking for a senior marketing role. And uh, over a series of time, it went for like six months. It was a long journey because we we're in the middle of COVID at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't travel interstate. And we had this series of Zoom anyway. One thing led to another, and they invited me to join them, and which is where I am today. And I just felt so humbled at the time, going through what I'd been through, um, that the Lord had given me a chance to get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. But I felt he brought me full circle back to when Stan Moulton at Word Australia basically asked me to join their ministry. And I thought, oh, this is really strange how the Lord plays this out, that all these years later, literally 30-odd, 35 years later, I'm now back in the music media industry, <laughs> yeah, radio Christian ministry. media music industry. Yeah. And so I've had the honor to be here for the last year now and um, obviously try to bring my gifts to help and serve where I can here. And uh, it's a great crew that I'm with and uh, we're having a lot of fun here and the, we're only scratching the surface. There's so much more we can do as a national media ministry into this great nation of Australia. Yeah, so originally you thought your calling was to be a Christian in the secular marketplace. And now, yeah. unexpectedly, you're back in ministry. Do you think this was where the Lord wanted you all along, or why do you think you worked it out this way? <laughs> do, well, you, do you have I any idea? <laughs> I've, I, I have learned not to presume to know all these answers. <laughs> it's just the way it worked out for you. Exactly right. I, I realize I'm just a soldier waiting for his next orders. Mm-hmm. So I try not to get ahead of myself. As a planner, as a marketing person that does business plans, I'm very much a planner and a thinker, but I have, the Lord has showed me not to get ahead of myself Yeah, yeah. and just to trust in Him. Mm-hmm. So there's a great scripture that I like called Proverbs 16, 9, mm-hmm. and it says, a man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so for God's plans, He's He's allowed me to have this responsibility to be here, to serve Him, and all I care about is being a good witness. Uh, to be the best I can with what he's given me to do at this time. And uh, I'm sure the Lord has his plans for how long that, that is or what, what he might want to do next. It's, that's between, that's up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is just to be faithful. In, in my darkest hours, the only things that got through me was just to realize that I didn't have to understand all the answers. Uh, and I've been up and down. I've, been, I've had money and I've not had money. So I understand the cycle, and I've mm-hmm. been through that twice. Mm-hmm. But that's normal for people in business. It's a normal thing. So for people out there, don't be phased mm-hmm. by that. It's just about the journey, about believing yourself and keep going. Um, Winston Churchill once said that uh, nothing lasts forever, mm. not even our troubles. Mm. And you just keep going. And yeah. there's a classic line, End of Gone with the Wind, the famous movie where um, Scarlett O'Hara stands on the mountain in silhouette looking at the burnt-down Tara and says, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day, yes. If you're out there and you're not sure what where you're at today and there are certainly troubles, I just say just trust in God, look to him, don't get ahead of yourself, have faith because that faith will carry you to the next day and you'd be surprised, expect the unexpected, allow God to be God. Yeah, so it's been quite a journey, ups and downs. You thought it was going to be one way, then it's another way, and now you're in full-time Christian ministry with a nationwide radio ministry. 
well, it's beyond that. There's more aspects to it than just the radio part of the media. And you feel you're really using all your gifts and talents now. I do. I do. When, when I was uh, young in my 20s, Chandler McLeod is an executive HR group. They did uh, eight-hour psychological tests. Mm-hmm. And they said, Phil, if we summed up two different – there's two clearly comes out there are two different roles which are perfectly fit for you. And I was in my 20s. Yeah. They said the perfect match for you would be you know, vice president of marketing for World Vision. So in other words, head of marketing in a ministry. Yep. Or the second job would be the host of your own TV show. <laughs> and that's what this, this, what this group said to me when I was in my 20s. And now all these years later in my late 50s, here I am, head of marketing in a, a national ministry. And it's also a broadcast media focused yeah. organization. So With plenty of video in there as well. <laughs> We're launching video this year. Yeah. Wow. Quite a journey. Thank you so much, Phil Fusco, for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you, Eric. Great to be here. I wish all your listeners all the very best. Well, that was quite a journey that Phil Fusco has been on and continues to be on today. As we heard, he's been led to both be a part of the secular marketplace and to now be a part of a full-time nationwide Christian media ministry. And if you haven't guessed it by now, yes, that ministry is Vision Christian Media. So to find out more about Vision or to make contact with Phil, if you have any questions, you can reach him through our website, vision.org.au. Once again, that's vision.org. Finally, we end with this verse Phil just mentioned a few moments ago. It's from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, which says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And we have certainly heard how that has been true in Phil's life, as the Lord has directed him to be used in many different ways in several places around the world. And we are very thankful that the Lord has now led him to use his gifts and talents, as well as his vast knowledge and experience at Vision Christian Media. It's truly a blessing having him on staff and sharing his wisdom. Well, thanks for joining us for this three-part series chatting with Vision's Phil Fusco. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.